Hello and welcome to episode 29 of We Need to Talk About Horror. I'm Andy Triefenbach. I'm Josh Lightfoot. I'm Mike Hassler. Josh Lightfoot is also known as the King of Piracy. The King per, of Piracy. Per Joe Bob Briggs. So we need you <laughs> to uh, introduce yourself as that. All right. I am the King of Piracy. R. Joshua Lightfoot. Joshua yeah, Lightfoot. That, that's your full title. The full now. title now. You could I'm put an R on the end of it too. I'm a something. Which is too hilarious somebody. because he doesn't pirate. At all. That's true. He <laughs> <laughs> <The> only pirates, <laughs> like, from, you know, if he's recording on an archaic well, format. Well, te- technically, that is piracy. No, it, it's true. <laughs> it I is mean, true. But it is. But not for profit. Look, no, it is not for profit. It's for my own personal use. So and I have no plans to. People were asking me to, to make oh, copies right, of right. this for people. I'm like, no, 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 thank you. This episode is sponsored by. Sh- Oh, wait, I just got the email that we are no longer sponsored by Shudder. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> oh. We, we've been oh. dropped, huh? Ugh. They have another podcast. They don't like that whole piracy thing. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, really dour things, we're going to be talking about Combat Shock, which was recently put out by Severn Films in a limited edition 2000 only. I think it's still available, though. I, should I probably think check it may that. have just I sold out. Think it oh, really? kind of has to be. Uh, we'll check before we get into it, and that is our main segment, something we call Get Up In Them Guts. We'll also be talking about what we've been watching, which we should probably do right now. Yeah. Actually, I think he might be right. Combat Shock does not appear on this list. Uh-oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, God, well. does that make me right again? Oh, well, <laughs> well, well. The king of piracy, the king of combat shock. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge. No, knowledge. Of stock. Knowledge. Mm. Or, so, or should we say, we should say combat shock. Combat shock. <laughs> you were saying that. <laughs> combat shock. Oh, no, it's still available. Still available, I think. Hold on. That's 40 bucks. See, by the time you Damn. hear this episode, we don't even know. <gasps> nope. It's out of print. Oh. Uh, out of stock now. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. Well. Can't have my copy. Let's talk about that movie that you can't get. Yeah. yeah. No, you can get it. You can still you get, can get it. it. You, you just can, can't get the seven. No. We told you last week. The, you can watch it on Amazon. Yeah. The DVD yeah. is still it's on Prime too. Yeah. Yeah. Trauma still has it. Trauma. They'll sell yeah. it to you. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Josh. Lloyd <laughs> needs money, guys. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Josh, <laughs> what have you been watching? Oh, it's Josh, the King of Piracy. Uh, oh, oh no. Joshua, forgive us. The King of Piracy, <laughs> Joshua Lightfoot. What have you been watching? I revisited a movie that Mike likes to bring up on this podcast from time to time, that stars Martin Sheen and Michael Jai White and oh, John Leguizamo. Spawn! Spawn! yo. <laughs> John Leguizamo. Yes, uh, this <laughs> actually Leguizamo gets top billing in this movie. Does he? He does <laughs> <laughs> over Michael Jai White. I thought he got it. Nope. <laughs> no, I, we just Yana's <laughs> first time watch. It's just the title character, and he gets second billing. Right. Uh, this came out. The soundtrack uh, actually yeah. gets top billing. Yeah, <laughs> the out, soundtrack mm-hmm. is the highlight of the movie. <laughs> It is. It it's a good soundtrack. It is a solid yeah. soundtrack. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Um. <laughs> shit. What was I gonna say? Uh, you, you were gonna talk about that. I was movie. gonna talk about it. Uh, <laughs> this came out in '97, 
the same year that Harlan Williams did Rocket Man, and Hollywood was really trying to find that next Jim Carrey. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they they didn't find it in Leguizamo, <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't find it in Harlan Williams either. Uh, I have to say, I both think, still working today. Yes. <laughs> well, Lake Lozamo has gotten way better since this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And not, I'd say probably like ninety percent of his lines are ad libbed. Oh yeah. And, and none of them are just funny. riff, man. Just oh my. And some, in <laughs> fact, some cases I had to turn the subtitles on because I couldn't hear what he was saying because I think they were in such a rush and they he just kept cranking out one liners. One after another, and in some cases, I guess they just pieced together the movie so fast that I couldn't hear what he was saying, even with, you know, five point one DTS HD with through yeah through a soundbar. I'm well, like, I still have to turn on the subtitles because I, I cannot understand what this guy is saying. No, sometimes. he's got these fake teeth in. It may have it, yeah, it may have had to do with the makeup and stuff. Yeah, maybe that may yeah. have had something to do with it. Did uh, you read the comic? When you were growing up, mm-hmm. oh, a few. Did I you still ever have imagine that clown was a a silly guy like that? No, especially after you watch the animated show on the HBO. HBO. Yeah, uh, which, which is, is a great, adaptation. awesome. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, when you see the movie, I don't say this, or I don't make this criticism too often. In fact, this is probably the only movie I'll ever make this criticism about is that it hasn't aged well. Not at and, all. And no, like. This look, there's one scene where the visual effects are fucking awesome, and that's when the clown fights Spawn and he turns into the Violator. Yeah, like I thought, like probably the most time and money went into that scene and his transformation. Yeah, into, it, yeah, it actually looks even today. I thought that scene looked really good. That scene does. Um, but boy, all, all that stuff all in the, hell. Uh, oh my god, it's Woo. it's so disjointed and confusing, and I I had no idea what was was going on. It's just blobs it's, and blobs. It's just yeah, globs of CGI. <laughs> it's it's really globs. Just not. Yeah, good. that yeah. I mean that's it's, that's kind of what it looks. It's, it's really. Just, have you? When's globs, the last time you've watched Spawn? Globs of it's orange and yeah, red. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just, it's. Um, uh, I saw it when it went to theaters, and it was it was rated PG thirteen. Yeah. And when they released it on video, oh, yeah, they that's put right. out. They did the R rated. They did an R rated version, but you can tell that they were always aiming for a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, I don't even. I've watched that R rated cut, and I don't remember there's anything in it that <laughs> something. I actually, I was more familiar with Is the there PG thirteen. No, it's like and <laughs> the there one in there. No, uh, in the although he does say holy shit in the director's cut in one scene, and in the PG version he says. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that That's an unrated yeah. cut. And then there's also you. like a mistake, a, a line change where Martin Sheen, right before he kills Michael Jai White, uh, he says in the director's cut, see you in hell, Al. And that which makes sense. But in the PG version, he says, see you later, Al. And I was like, well, wait a minute. That see means you're you, expecting to see, see him later. later. See you later. And uh, it's so <laughs> stupid. Hell. <laughs> I'll be there. Oh, that reminds me of the Saturday no. Night Live sketch with Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'll see you in hell. But I do remember <laughs> listening to the commentary and them saying that there wasn't like one thing the MPAA had a problem with. It was just the overall tone was too dark, so they had to try to find ways to not make it as Jeez. dark. And I, I don't. Uh, that movie is not dark. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. It, I don't know. It's 
I like it because you know I grew up watching. I watched that movie a fucking lot. Yeah. But um, yeah, it has not aged well, fortunately. No. No. Nope. Uh, the acting is is really poor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But fun. Spawn. It's fun. How about uh, McFarland's? Um, he has a cameo it, in the movie. Well, I know, but how about his? He's doing it with with Blumhouse. He's yeah. doing it. He's They're, doing it. It's it's happening, and I, he's he's already trying to talk about. I'd love to get him and Spider Man together, and it's like, dude, just, just make the fucking up. movie right. first. <laughs> yeah, for, Seriously, well, wait, isn't Jamie Fox? Yeah, I think Jamie Fox. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jamie Fox and Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. That's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Renner was gonna play uh, one of the detectives. Twitch. <laughs> Twitch. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The one he doesn't look like. Oh, wait, that's both of them. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know what they're doing here. I, I don't. I don't I, I, Who knows? I don't know. If, I, I don't even know it, how far along in look, pre-production it, it they are. It can't be that much worse than what they've already done. <laughs> right. So. All right. I'm done with Spawn. Spawn! Mike, what'd you watch? Uh, where to begin? I watched Coherence. Have you guys seen Coherence mm-hmm. before? No, that played a fantastic fest the morning of the years. So and I you didn't? Go. I didn't go see it. You didn't go. It's um, I, this is the second time I've seen it. I still am not sure I entirely understand what's going on, but it's fascinating to so watch. So it's incoherence. Well, yeah, <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's it's these people who are having a dinner party. It kind of it reminds me of. It You're takes next. place on uh, New Year's Eve, doesn't it? Fourth of July. Fourth of July, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, it's during a comet. A comet's coming. Right. But maybe it is Fourth of July. I don't, I don't know. I thought it took place on. The I watched something that took place during Fourth of July recently, but it, I don't know if it was that or not. <laughs> oh, I've well. watched a lot of stuff. Doesn't guys. matter. Yeah, uh, but it's these people who are having dinner dinner party like your next kind of, and that's uh, what they're a little friendlier. <laughs> and then uh, the power goes out, and they go outside, and they see the meteor, and they see a house down the street that's got the lights on, and so one of them goes down, because the whole block's out, but this house has the lights on. So they go over there, uh, look inside the window, and it's them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it goes from there of... Uh, Oh, you know, how is this happening? What is happening? Right. And it's a lot of paranoia and a lot of uh a lot of bickering about who's right and who's wrong and what's going on. It's it's an interesting movie. It's really complex. Um and I'm like I said, I still don't really know if I understand it. But it's a good watch. Is it on Amazon Prime? It is on Amazon okay. Prime. I still need to watch it. How about you, Dandy? I only have one movie. Oh, Unfriended? Oh, um, I thought we talked about that last week. Nope. No. Mm -mm. Unfriended Dark Web? Yeah, that came out last. No. I could have swore we watched it. Or okay, all right. It just um, came out last week, so. Oh fuck! <laughs> I guess I'm just doing a horrible job at my letterbox then. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I guess we'll talk about Unfriended Dark Web. <laughs> uh, did you you saw it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh no, didn't see it though. Sorry. Okay. Well, well don't be sorry. Uh, it's okay. It's all um, right. 
you know, I I actually like the first one. However, I like the first one better. Too. I was just like, uh, this would play better on a laptop. Why are we watching this in the theater? Right? <laughs> yeah. It seems like they would have had a better campaign and more effectiveness. <laughs> I watched the first one at a drive-in. <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's weird. And I think they probably would have made the same amount of money at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they would, but you know, the movie didn't cost much to make. And, no, I know. And I know. They, they like tripled or quadrupled their budget. So that means and they spent no money on right. marketing either. Well, we're going to get a sh- a f- quite a few more of these then, probably. Well, and that's the funny part is, like, one of the co-producers is, I can never pronounce his name, Timur... Oh, Bek- Bambadov? Yeah, yeah. The Timur. guy who directed um, Nightwatch and Wanted. Mm. He's got, like, this weird fascination where he started this co-production company. I think it's Screen Life is what he call it. And uh, it's unfriended, unfriended dark web, and then searching, which is coming out with John Cho, like later uh, this month. Yeah, two weeks, something like that. Yeah, um, which I hear is good. Yeah, it, it, it's just I don't know what the fascination is, it's another and why one, it has one to be theatrical. Adventure. And then he's got his own, which is uh, playing at Fantasia now. Yeah, it's um, profile. I think. Okay, I think that's it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just kind of a. Odd subgenre. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand quite his fascination because he's a big visual director. Yeah, and, and this that, is that's not what I'm getting at. Is like this is not a visual. He was being compared to like just visual directors like Tim Burton. I don't know why he kept getting <laughs> compared to him yeah, when he came out, but uh, yeah. I mean, Unfriended Dark Web. I will say the premise I thought was more promising because they were taking away the supernatural part of it. And basing it more in reality. But it turns out I like the supernatural element more than... And that's the other thing is, like, everything was just too convenient. It felt like a late 90s, early 2000s internet movie. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. That's what I I thought about uh, Friend Request. Yeah. It just felt really dated. Yeah. And that's what this does, too. It's like, oh... these people are conveniently masked and like digitized. Like, they're uh, what technology is that? Yeah, it's just really odd. And it's you know what the simple solution to that would be? It's supernatural. Now, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but we kind of have to. There are two endings to this film. You know about that, right? I'm. Sh- are they on online right now? No, I mean we'll get it on the Blu-ray hopefully. I'm not, I don't know. They that, shipped it out as two that, different movies. That first Blu-ray has no extras, right? Um, so uh, it's in the article in my review Boy, on destroythebrain.com. And two different prints. There's two different endings. Yeah, there's two different endings, and no one knows like who, which ending you're gonna get. Basically, oh, kind of like Clue. Kind of, yeah. Okay. So, um. Somebody tweeted like the DCP files, and there are two files. And I don't know if everybody gets two files. I don't know if it picks at random. I don't know how that really works. But there are two different endings. So, spoiler alert for like the next couple minutes. If you don't want the ending or any ending revealed, don't listen. Do you care, Josh? I don't care. So, th- <laughs> and I'll try to keep it vague still, too. Um, the ending that I saw, which I'm assuming is probably going to be the majority of the endings everybody's seeing, is uh, one of the characters is... Hit by a truck? Yeah. 
That's what I saw. Okay. And we find out that there is a game night. Right. Okay. It's, it's the movie Game Night. Yeah. And well, it was originally called Unfriended Game Night no. anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. Jason Bateman's I on the other side of the screen. I, watching haven't, and he's like, I haven't heard anybody right. talk about a different ending. That's the uh, weird part. I haven't either. So, that, that was new to me. So, I mean, the the knowledge is out there that there's two different endings, but it makes me wonder, maybe they're not wildly different. I don't know. So or maybe it's something before the ending. I don't I, know. I have no clue. It's something we'll find out when it hits Blu-ray. But it would have to be like a whole new... I mean, there's no other way to end that movie, really. No, I agree. Um, and even that ending, I thought was pretty poor. Yeah, honestly. it is. It is. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. You're going to end it with an After Effects. It was very thing. anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, so it was It was okay. I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't not enjoy my time. I didn't feel as uh, uncomfortable and like um, anxious as I did watching the first one. Right. Did you guys see it at the Esquire? I saw it at the Esquire. I saw it at Ronnie's. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. How about how about you? What else? What else did you watch? Huh. I kind of have a theme going. Oh boy. <laughs> Why you and your themes? <laughs> uh, horror directors. And they're non-horror movies. Hey. hey. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Moving up in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> King of Piracy? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Non-horror movies for a horror podcast. Got it. I watched George Romero's Night Riders. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say something else. All right. oh, what were you, there's always vanilla? Yeah, I yeah. thought you were going to go that way. <laughs> that will be on the next podcast, probably. All right. Uh, Night Riders was done... After Dawn of the Dead yeah. and before Creepshow. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that the movie has a very, other than the opening scene and one scene of boobs in like the middle of the movie, most of this has a very PG tone to it. Yeah. And it has a big fat R-rated logo on it. And I was really expecting something more violent. Yeah. I think a lot of people have complained about that. A it's- violent biker movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Who could imagine? <laughs> yeah. I will like, say the stunt work in this movie, like some of the stunts, oh, it's top notch, are amazing. Really? Like I had to like go back and like slow motion some of these like the accidents. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I thought one stunt guy like broke his neck. I, I was just, it, I was really in disbelief. It's like really? amazing how crazy people were. Oh yeah. Um. Because it's, it's just, you know, this, this guy flips off his bike, and it looks like he lands flat on his face at, like, 200 <laughs> miles per hour. And if he had not, like, moved his, or, like, ducked his head, mm-hmm. just, like, he almost, he, it, he came within, like, an inch of killing himself. And I, I was just really amazed at that. Um, so, yeah, the stunt work is great. The rest of the movie, the, uh, it, it, there's no reason for this movie to have been two and a half hours long. It's very long and it feels long. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of I don't want to call them cameos. They're like they're roles, but they're all actors that you've seen in other Romero movies. And in fact, there's so many that I just stopped. I was making a list, and then there were so many that I just stopped naming them. But they're all from Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Creep Show, Day of the Dead. There's just so many. Uh, actors that he's Ted reused. Danson. In fact, uh, Stephen King has a, a role in the movie too. Ted Danson. 
<laughs> no, he's not in it, oh. unfortunately. Oh. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> no, man, that would have been great. I like that we were, we're on the same go page down there. The creep show. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was. I was <laughs> no, it's a solid movie. I mean, it's a it's little too good. long. It is long. Um, stunt work is great. Yeah. The PG tone kind of threw me off guard. Yeah, and I don't know what the MPAA's beef was to rate that. Because um, there were movies at the time that had boobs in it, like yeah. Airplane, and <laughs> well, I, I don't know. A lot of sex sexploitation yeah. films were like rated GP. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. General public. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, Banana I, well, Republic. Maybe I would watch it again in Combat in Shock. Fifteen years. The Blu-ray is available from Scream Factory. Yes. Yep, I all. forgot that was available from Scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really not going to talk about Ruin Me too much it's on shutter it's a shutter exclusive i didn't like it i thought it's pretty shit Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty shit says mike Hassler. um but something and i've been watching a lot of movies from fantasia if you go to destroy the brain.com you can read a lot of different reviews of what's been your highlight movies. so far though uh the highlight so far is bodied yeah which is not a horror movie uh but it is verbally violent in a way that I've never seen before. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's an amazing movie. See, I'm, I mean, I'm interested in that movie just because it's Joseph Kahn, even though like, I'm not the hugest fan of his work, which I'm not going to count torque against him. Uh, torque is, uh, is but detention I was I, I don't know I love I'm, detention I'm but mixed it's on a love detention. it's a love it or hate it kind of movie I'm, but I'm mixed I'm like I know, in the and middle I don't of understand that like sometimes I love it and I love the idea and the audacity of it and then there's other times where it's like this se- seems like some fucking drug addled ADD kid directing it. right and this is not the the same thing it is edited sim edited and shot similarly okay. but he has he has a visual aesthetic yeah, to him that right right and that's and just he's really confident with it so. okay um which it will show up on youtube red but they don't have an official release date or youtube premium now they've what? rebranded it oh, that's <laughs> why that's why they haven't released it is because they're still trying to figure out the, they've got some movie they were they were gonna try to release in theaters. It's like what the fuck? You're YouTube. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless it's for like awards consideration, uh, maybe. Right? And, yeah. and I think that was probably part of it. So because that's what Netflix did with like Mudbound and um, right. Maybe Ocha. I think they did that with Ocha. Yeah, probably. Anyway. But right. the Witch Part One, the Subversion, is the other one that's uh, the highlight. Okay, which is a Korean movie that is a genre. When's Genre Fantasia Bender. end? Uh, it, soon, isn't it? it? It will be over by the time this okay. comes out. All right. So, but it, there's been a lot of good movies, man. A hundred different movies, yeah, or hundred one, I guess, because they added that one screening. Yep. So, all right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I watched another Wolf Cop. Oh, yeah. I haven't even sure. seen the first one. I watched yeah. another Wolf Cop, and uh, I got the two-pack, um, which is why Wolf Cop was a prize at Horror Trivia. Yeah. Maybe if you came out to Horror Trivia, you could have won it. I don't know if you would <laughs> want it. That is. Uh, yeah, I I'm mean, a busy person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. King uh, of piracy here? King. <laughs> 
Now I just imagine Joshua Lightfoot. King of piracy here. No. I'm on the scene at... <laughs> no, Joshua Lightfoot, dark web. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hacking in. All right. So anyway, yeah, Wolf Cop was... Uh, it was kind of fun, but it also felt like a short film stretched out to a feature. And there wasn't a lot of Wolf Cop, which was kind of funny. Because, I don't know, I just expected to see more creature effects like yeah, actually see it, wolf cop with the more. title like that and right. uh it's the second one well not now, like you're waiting so, for the reveal so the second one does have more wolf cop as yeah. wolf cop right um but man this one feels cheaper almost than the first one Probably even though is. they did have no they have more money <laughs> uh the other <laughs> weird thing is kevin smith's in it He's the mayor of this town. Oh, you know, he loves Canada. He loves Canada. <laughs> but what's odd Poutine. about it? Poutine. What, what is really odd about it? And I don't I know if this is. <laughs> I don't know if it's an error, but he's not in the credits whatsoever. Like nothing like special appearance by Kevin Smith. Uh, it's an it, uncredited appearance. Yeah, it's yeah. odd. It's like, why did you do that? But whatever. Well, I mean, no. Stephen King. I don't know if they were trying what? to keep it secret. I have no clue. Why was he in Daredevil? I don't know. Well, Johnny Depp was because uncredited. Because he wrote in, uh, a lot of drafts of oh, Daredevil. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp was uncredited in Tusk. True. Yeah, so maybe... Well, he was credited, but he was credited as a different actor. Was huh? Tusk <laughs> and Wolf Cop the same year? That's a, that's a question. And I, I bet they met on the film circuit, the <laughs> film festival circuit. Huh? Yeah, we're, we're they were probably out. just like, "Oh, you love Canada." Uh, you yeah, come up. they touched dicks together, and then they oh. said, "Look, come over to Canada. Come up to Edmonton. <laughs> film. Well, let's go to Tim Hortons." <laughs> Actually, uh, so yeah, the, another Wolf Cop is the sequel to Wolf Cop, and uh, it, it's got great poster art. Um, trying to ditch my Canadian faux <laughs> Canadian accent. Uh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> We are betraying your company. <laughs> or your company, your country. Jesus, yeah. I can't talk in general. Uh, you run your country like a company, <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's well-oiled, though. <laughs> anyway, with maple syrup. <laughs> and that hunky Trudeau. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that Tim Kurt? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, another Wolf Cop does start. I, I'm kind of interested. Are, do you have any interest in watching this? Uh, it starts off with the Astron Six. Vague. Guys. I didn't really like the first one. Yeah, maybe one day. Uh, yeah, it. I. You know, I love those Astron. Is the yes. first one on like Shutter or Netflix uh, or anything? I don't know. Uh, it was on Netflix at one point. I yeah, don't know if it is or not. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be on in a couple months. <laughs> but yeah, this one does definitely have more Wolf Cop, but it also doesn't take its I mean the first one didn't really take itself seriously but this one ditches any seriousness out the window and it's just really hammy which could work for it but honestly like I always feel bad for Jonathan Cherry because he's actually a really good actor but he's having fun with it and uh, yeah he does come back in the first one he dies but Huh. You're you're fine. He comes back. Yeah. <laughs> Not spoiling anything. <laughs> well, I am, but <laughs> but anyway, sure. yeah. Another Wolf Cop is okay. Uh, it tries to be balls to the wall with a couple of things. There's like one scene where a whole bunch of people are puking because the plot is that this rich millionaire guy is tied in with aliens and 
They come out with a beer. What is it? It's like Anaconda chicken, malt liquor. Chicken milk stout. It's, it's basically like, I don't know, dude, it's... Yeah, I think it's called Chicken Milk Stout, and it's like the <laughs> aliens come or something, and mm. they're trying to impregnate this whole town. It's alien come? Yeah, it's something. It's really goofy, dude. I mean... He wasn't listening. This is not taking itself <laughs> This is funny. Yeah, it's um, it's something. <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, it's okay. Like, if you like the first one, this one's definitely worth a watch, because I think it improves on a couple mm. of things, but, man, this does feel cheaper. And I don't know if it's because they're just like, oh, well, let me just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. From what I understood about the first one, talking to a Canadian friend, was that it's it's very Canadian, and oh yeah, a lot of the jokes just don't translate, <laughs> and uh, and a lot of that movie just didn't translate well. I think that was part of it. It's just like I, I was just bored during yeah. the first one. Yeah, so. I'll watch it sometime. <laughs> Okay. Eventually. All, All right. right. Keep going on your uh, non-horror roll. Ah, John Carpenter's Anyone? Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Nope. Someone's Star been Man. watching me. Nope. Someone's nope. been watching me. Is nope. that the name of it? John Carpenter. Man, people have really forgotten about this one. John Carpenter's Elvis. Oh, okay. <laughs> Starring I was Kurt Russell. Going to oh, do you that. bought you bought that one. I did. I did. Damn it. it Boy, is, there's another long one for you. It's, oh, it's three hours Jesus Christ. long. It's excruciating. <laughs> well, it's a TV movie. It yeah. was a TV movie. Okay. I don't, I don't, I bet they just a showed two-night it. two-night event. Yeah. yeah I bet it was a two-night event. It had to have been. Uh, Kurt Russell plays Elvis and does mm. yeah, a pretty good job. Elvis Pliskin. Yeah, Elvis Pliskin. <laughs> He's got an eye patch. I don't remember Elvis having an eye patch, but okay. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your war. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Escape from Memphis. Yeah. Uh, but the singing is just painfully dubbed. Yeah. It's yep. really like it sticks out like a sore thumb. Th- they didn't get that right. That's what I fear about this Bohemian Rhapsody is cool oh. thing is that Raymond Malik can't sing, mm. and well, uh, I thought he did sing the songs. N- no, and I mean, okay. as as far as the trailers are looking, every time you see him open his mouth, it's Freddie Mercury's voice. It's yeah. not him. Okay, all right. So yeah. Anyway, I I did watch all three hours. I thought it was okay. Um, it felt very TV movie ish and kind of right. Hollywood. Like some scenes just felt like they were just added to lighten the mood in the early years of Elvis. And just stretch the length. And Yeah, and also, like, it, it felt like Elvis's downfall near the end was... It, they could have done that way better. It, yeah. I, 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 I didn't feel sympathy for him at the end. I, I just felt like I was just sitting there watching Did you eat a peanut butter and banana burger? sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, maybe I'll watch uh, Bubba Hotep next. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Double feature. It's <laughs> a long double feature. That's a long double feature. <laughs> <laughs> Five hour double feature. <gasps> Mike, did you watch? Uh, else? yeah. Have, have you? You? We talked about McBain at one point. I don't know if we actually <laughs> oh, yeah. talked about it or not. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, I think Synapse is. Supposed yeah, it's to on be Blu-ray. Somebody, well, s- somebody Arrow had a Blu-ray. put it out on Blu-ray, didn't they? Somebody no. put it out on Blu-ray. It in was the UK. a company that I had not seen. It says something about a grindhouse in the front or or exploitation or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But okay. I saw it on some group, <laughs> some group that I'm in on Facebook. Somebody had the Blu-ray, and I was like, "Oh man, I should put that on my wish list." 
I was like, what? Amazon Prime? I'm watching that tomorrow. <laughs> so and this is uh, directed by James Glickin. Glickin House. I yep. thought so. That's the guy who... Um, Franken Hooker. Yeah, he was... He produced a lot of stuff. Uh, this cover, this cover image for the movie, it shows... Um, <laughs> who uh, put it out then? Does it show? Uh, no, this is... It's the poster yeah, yeah, for the movie. The, that's the VHS which poster has, that I remember. Uh, uh, God... It does not portray the movie at all. No. Uh, <laughs> Looks like a hard-boiled sequel. Yeah. This movie takes place mostly in Vietnam. <laughs> Would you get that from this cover? No. No. I'm going to post that on the uh, Facebook fan page that all we right. got. Facebook group <laughs> fan right. page. Won't be on um, there. But <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's no, so this is from the same director as um, The Exterminator. The Exterminator. Mm. Well, yeah. uh, the Soldier. Uh, Shakedown. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Shakedown's great. If you've never seen that. Sam Elliott. Yes. Sam Elliott. Yeah, it's just a kick-ass movie. You should watch it on Amazon. Um, yeah, I'm kind of getting bummed now. Because just lots of squibs, man. <laughs> Holy shit, the squibs. Because now I don't know what's going on with the Blu-ray, but Synapse like, said that they were putting that on Blu-ray a long time ago. And I don't know if they're still putting it out or somebody else is putting it out. Now. I don't know. But there a is a Blu-ray out there. So is it, is it good them. quality on Amazon? It's okay. Uh, oh, the okay. image looks a little stretched. So it's not an HD master. No. Okay. No. I don't know how long it's been on there either. Is it uh, recommended? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I saw yeah. it on video. It's Yeah, it's an old crew from Vietnam. Uh it's kind of like the substitute, only it doesn't There's a take helicopter place in a scene. school. There's a helicopter <laughs> scene that's amazing. Huh? Yes. Oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I don't uh, know if I'd even call it a scene, but well, it's a scene, no. I guess. But anyway, yeah, it's great. Christopher it's Walken with a machine gun. Wow. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen any other films, so Kingdom Piracy, please take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the do Chris for walking impressions. Okay. You keep talking to me that way. <laughs> this is the rest of the show. Yeah, I s- hope you enjoy it. I'll stab you in the face with some Combat shock. Combat <laughs> <laughs> <at> shock. <laughs> We're going to talk about this New York classic called Combat Shock. Okay. Sorry. Yikes. Go. Go. We have to just cut that whole thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, I King don't really piracy have. talking about the King of New York? Huh? No. Ooh. I have not seen King of New York. Oh, you dude. should. I Abel should, Ferrara. Huh? That's yeah. a good one. I like Abel Ferrara. I haven't seen that one. You should. Uh, I haven't really watched anything else. Oh, okay. Uh, when I hear a streak of non-horror, I, I'm thinking like three movies. Well, yeah. just two this time. Just two. And then uh, there's always Vanilli. <laughs> Vanilli. There's always Vanilli. There's always Vanilli. <laughs> yeah, well, Millie is dead, so. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> it became wow. real. It became real. That'll be on the next podcast. <laughs> I watched uh, It Came From Beneath the Sea before I came here, uh, Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. First time watch. Uh, this is okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not one of the best. L- very talky up until like the last 20 minutes. <laughs> very talky. A lot of talking. Less talky. And then uh, I don't know, compared to like, I grew up with Jason and the Argonauts and Earth versus the Flying Saucers. And yeah. Okay. It's just not as good as, as those ones. Right. I'm looking forward to digging into those box sets that I got. Yeah, <laughs> you ordered like two or three of them. Three of them. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. That's one of the movies. 
Um, the last thing I'm going to talk about is Cargo. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Nextflix. Net- Netflix. Have you heard of this company called Nextflix? This is the Martin Freeman one? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it played at Sliff, the St. Louis Film Festival last year. Yeah. And I missed it. And I missed it too. Uh, and I didn't know what I was missing. I would have liked to have seen this on the big screen because it looks really nice. It's a post apocalyptic. Post apocalyptic. <laughs> Uh, it's a movie that takes place after there's some sort of pandemic that, I don't know, it kind of turns people into bees. I don't know. I can't really. That's bees? the only thing I can describe. They secrete what looks like honey. Bees? And they have these hive-like, I don't know if it's hive-like, but it's like bees? crusty, <laughs> crusty. They get all crusty. Ew. Yeah. Don't say that word. Don't, don't say it like that. Yeah. Crusty. <laughs> they they kind of it, it's kind of like The Last of Us and the okay. the creatures in that kind of yeah. And um, also the girl with all the gifts. It's, it's kind of in Same line formula. with that. Yeah, in line with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a guy with a wife and a child, an infant, on the run, and uh, the guy has to take the child away and he's infected <laughs> and uh that he has to get the child to some sort of safety before he right succumbs to to the honey to this horrible <laughs> to horrible the illness uh martin freeman's really getting it and uh takes place in south africa where'd you watch it uh it's on netflix, netflix. okay netflix. yeah netflix picked netflix it up for distribution exclusive all righty yeah, they picked up that movie Cam that played yeah. a Fantasia. Oh, did they? they well, did. that's a Blumhouse movie, right? It's a Blumhouse yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they kind of got in bed with Netflix early mm-hmm. on, which is kind of interesting. I got that show again. Google. Why? Why? Why didn't they put Unfriended on Netflix? Seems fits. Yep. <sighs> Whatever. Could have anyway. put Upgrade on Netflix too. Oh no, man! That. That's great on the big screen, though. It was fun on the big screen. It would have caught more eyes on... Uh, well, it's fine. Net. It's going to do well on Blu-ray. That's Guarantee true. it. That's sure. true. Sure. Sure. Anyway, Cargo is really good. Uh, you should so you're it. saying it's Upgrade is worth a blind buy? I think so. Okay. For sure. I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know how it will hold up for repeats. Multiple viewings, but... Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'll or, rent first. You know what? Here's here's what I can definitely say with like no consequences. Wait until Black Friday. Yeah. It might be on sale for like 10 bucks. I think it's worth 10 bucks for sure. Good answer. And I think Quiet Place is also worth I watched that yeah. again. Yeah. And that movie is great. Mm-hmm. It's still great. It holds up well. And that's what I end, end up doing unless a movie like I have to own it. You know, I just, I'm like, well, it's a major studio release. Yeah. you. It'll probably be on Black just Friday wait for until like 10 something bucks. Something goes on sale yeah. just randomly or. It'll be on Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. By the way, I want to address something that we've talked about in private and the uh, Elvira thing. Yes, I was shocked as everybody else was that it wasn't in the October release, but they are putting it out. God damn it. Question is when? I don't know. Unless they're going to be like, oh, surprise. <laughs> it's October 31st. I don't know. It's odd. Because they've even said, sort of, they've posted the Elvira artwork and the 12 Monkeys artwork and said these are coming out this year. Mm -hmm. But it's like, 
Why would you put Elvira out in November or December? In time for Christmas. Why would you put 12 Monkeys out in October? I don't know. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm waiting for somebody to come back on Monday at the Arrow offices and be like, oh, we fucked up. I mean, I'm happy, for, I'm happy for 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys comes out in November. I was that's, hoping. That's been rumored for Criterion for the right. longest long time. time. The, they snooze, they, they lose. They have, you know, they have Terry Gilliam's. Yeah, his whole library is in the Criterion yeah. collection. The only assumption that I have is I know that the company that shot some of the documentary stuff for Elvira is going back. and They're going back. <laughs> Good wow. <laughs> All right. Here comes the Christopher Walken now. Now you asked for it. They're going back <laughs> and reworking all their things up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to take my headphones off. <laughs> Why? It's burning you on too much. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. The boner. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> the boners, <laughs> the ice is going to break. <laughs> so, th- apparently, they've gone back and, like, reworked and re-edited and reshot some things. So, my assumption is that maybe it's not final, and maybe that's why it's not out in October. I don't know. <laughs> that whole release has been kind of botched beyond belief in a way. Uh, not to say that it's not going to come out great because Arrow puts out great stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, a German company was going to do it. It technically it is out by a different German company, but um, I think we'll wait. <laughs> yeah, because apparently the documentary was like the first pass that they did at it, and that's what's on there. Or maybe it's not even on there. I don't know. You could look into it, but yeah, I'm just going to hold out. Mm-hmm. Because Zero did say this year, so November, December. Yeah. You were totally Ma- right about Candyman from Scream Factory. <laughs> I mean, it was, and they're working. T- the writing was on the wall. There. Yeah, they're they're working together with um, Arrow Bleh. on it. So, oh, that was nice. Um, they're working together with for all Arrow my fans. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and then Critters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Predicted that a long time ago. Right. Looking forward to all the C titles they released. (laughs) (laughs) There were a bunch of them. Candyman. Uh, The Craft. The Craft. craft. Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. Starts with an S. Urban Legends. Sleep starts with a C. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant C titles like C grade No, 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 no. no. Titles that start with C. Okay. I, I gotcha. I'm, I'm really obsession I'm really starts excited. with a C, I right? I love the craft, man. I'm really excited for that to get a. Yeah. I've been waiting for that to get a special treatment for a long time. I, I'll, I'll go back and watch the urban legend movies when they come out. Probably and Yana loves the urban legend movies. I thought they were coming in a two pack, and then no. I saw that. Oh no, they're <laughs> no, separate of releases. Not. Why? Why would anybody buy the second one on its own? I don't know. That was a horrible movie. That could have made better if Joey Lawrence popped out of the grave and said, "Whoa, whoa!" Would have made the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's. Uh, but I don't the first know why one, I'm interested to kind of go back and rewatch. It's been. I, I think. And what happened the last to the third one? It, nobody wants. Bloody it, Mary. <laughs> I think the last time I watched the first one was when it first came out. But apparently, like, Jamie Blanks, the director, who also has done a lot of work for the, um, like, Australian documentaries, like, not quite Hollywood, about Ozploitation. Ozploitation. He (laughs) 
signed like he was excited because he was a fan of Scream Factory and like signed up and got everybody to talk about it, even Rebecca Gayhart, which is kind of odd. Yeah. But yeah. Um, she murdered somebody. Guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked that Obsession is finally getting a Region A release. I'm stoked that Sisters, even though Scream Factory isn't putting it out, is getting a Region A Blu-ray release. Through Criterion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's in October. Mm-hmm. So, because I was really sister, debating sister. about... <laughs> I was really debating about getting that Arrow release imported. I, I knew you, I but, knew you but would. But that's the thing. Is like, I knew you would. You know, when you buy a region free Blu-ray player, then you're like, oh, I'm going to import this and this and this. And then, like, I was on the verge of importing Candyman months ago. And then I think Tony Todd let it slip. And I'm mm. like, oh, okay, never mind. Scream Factory and Arrow are probably going to put that out. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? They did. Mm-hmm. So. What do you know? But I do like Arrow's artwork a little better. I'm, I think I'm gonna chance it and go with Screen Factory on this. No, one. I, I will too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same. It's the same restoration transfer. Mm-hmm. Think the same extras too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right, all right. Let's get depressed, guys. Let's get up in them guts and talk about <sighs> American Nightmare. I was waiting for Mike to say. I'm still playing that at my wedding. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> All right. So, uh... So things are about to get really depressing. (laughs) So let's take it down a notch. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Buddy G's or Buddy G Giovinazzo. Yeah. Who knows how you say it? We're just gonna call him Buddy G. Yeah. Call him Buddy G. I'm not even gonna try the last name. That's probably what he wants anyway, because everybody else butchers his last name. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just call me Andy T. That's why I do it. Trifenbach. (laughs) You know what's funny? When people try to pronounce (laughs) my name, it's like... Just give me the damn paper. Yeah, just (laughs) whatever. Trifenbach? Question mark? Sure. Close enough. Thanks. High school life had to be rough for you, Andy. Everybody knew how to pronounce my name because my nickname was Treef. Trifenbach. And then I've carried that over to Treefy because it's more cute. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It's It's a treepy pa- <laughs> treepy it's pasta. Treepy pasta. Anyway. Oh, you need to start writing some short stories <laughs> as treepy pasta. So, uh, wow. a little side note is uh, I covered this film on episode 64 of Destroy the Brain a long time ago. Back in 2009, nine years ago. Holy shit. Wow. I was just thinking about that because I think that's the last time that's I the saw last this time movie. That's seen it, yeah. Yeah. This was my first time watching. Oh, bully. Yeah, Did you do anything a- fun afterwards? <laughs> I wasn't masturbating, you know that. <laughs> it was just a suggestion. Jack. You know, my dad <laughs> listens to this podcast. <laughs> I definitely wasn't masturbating. <laughs> uh <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Combat Shock is a um, 
very troubling film uh, from 1984. I don't know. See, that's where it gets a little goofy for me. Because uh, IMDb says 84. Yeah. IMDb it does say 84. 84. Yeah. But then Severin's release, which I have in front of me because I wanted to talk about the extras on this, uh, it says 86. So I'm going to kind of go. I'm going to go with Is 84. Is it possible that. The movie was finished well, it's funny because in '84, yeah, and, and maybe released in '86 through trauma, kind of like uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, right? Uh, because it does say in 1984, underground audiences began to discover American Nightmares, a shocking, grim, no-budget feature from Staten Island, New York-based writer, producer, editor, director Buddy Giovannazzo, cut by eight minutes and released under the title. Combat Shark! It became one of the most essential cult films of the decade. <laughs> Cut by... I was trying to do the, uh, I don't know, what, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 voice? <laughs> John Larroquette? You are trying to do that no, John No, not John Larroquette. He's part one. Part two. Oh, he was also the remake, too. Oh, he was. That's right. That's right. Mm. Who did part two, then? We're going off topic. Oops. <laughs> Ooh, was that John Lithgow? Uh, not John no. Lithgow. Oh. <laughs> John Lithgow. Wow. <laughs> the annuals. Anyway. In 1976. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious how his Judd's going to sound in Pet Cemetery. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I saw this uh, through the Truman release, uh, like a lot of people did, I think, if you didn't watch it recently. Um, it's on YouTube. Like Mike said, it's, I think it's also on Amazon on Prime. Prime. Yeah. Uh, so you can check it out that way, which we told you to do last episode. So hopefully you watched it. And uh, now we're going to talk about it. Yeah. I watched it through the Severn release. You watched it through the... Prime. Prime. I thought you bought the Severn release. Did you not buy it? Okay. Nope. And I bought the Severn. I hadn't, seen, the I hadn't seen it before. I thought about getting it through Severn and... Uh, I forgot I paid $40 for this. Honestly. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I should watch it before I spend Which, that kind of money. Which, it's a hard sell, I think, for $40, um, unless you know the movie and yeah, you like it. Yeah, uh, I, I well, can't I, say I'll ever watch it again. Um, I, I don't know. You guys almost had harmony there. Let's try it again. I think you got to work got, on your tone. I think it got worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you do it first, and then I'll match you. <clears throat> uh. Well, you got to keep going. <laughs> okay. Doom, doom, Our doom. Uh, acapella group is not going to work out. No. Um, so, yeah, Combat Chuck, we're trying to have fun. Buddy because paid for this sad. with money from his wedding. Oh, for really? <laughs> According to IMDb. Oh. And, uh, Pulling up the trivs. The baby that is featured in the movie the baby? cost $140. It says cost only one hundred and forty dollars. It's like, yeah, no shit. Once you've seen it, yeah. <laughs> all they made was a head. It was paper mache. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it still is gross looking. What was funny about this? Well, is yeah, I was watching this, <laughs> and Nikki was fucking around on her phone like she does, not she's paying like, attention. What the fuck the is movie. going on? <laughs> well, and she started commenting on the soundtrack. She's like, "What? What the fuck is the soundtrack?" Oh, the soundtrack <laughs> is which is done by the main guy, uh, uh, Rick G. Right, who is the brother? Of who is now a Buddy G. 
composer or yeah. not a composer uh, orchestrator yeah orchestrator for a lot of big movies um you know i mean the soundtrack is effective at times in my opinion because there's uh, like a lot of drone sounds and yeah when it's that it's pretty effective when but, it's the, yeah, the bouncy uh, the funky strut holy <laughs> yeah that's a little odd which it will be our killer track. This it does this not <laughs> fit with the movie. I no, did not hate it as much as you guys did. Oh, it was on. Oh, loop. I didn't hate it. I liked it. It's just misplaced. It's on loop. <laughs> and it's like there's no variation to this. What we still gonna get this again? Oh, it's playing again. Yeah. God damn it. Well, there's one scene where he uh, where he gets chased that I loved because like there's an overshot where they're on the train tracks and they're that looking one kind of worked, mm. but. What I love about it is like for like a split second, you're looking at where they're going to run through and it's quiet. And then as soon as they come in the frame, the music like comes with them. And I don't know. That made me laugh. I Yes, I, 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 I did notice that. That was interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I saw this a long time ago and I knew what I was in for. Um, this is, you know, by far the best it's looked. It was shot on 16 millimeter. Um, yeah, how does it look? Oh, it looks great. great. It looks really great. good. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, the trauma release, I think, was from a video master, if I remember. I could be wrong. I don't oh, know. Man. You, I mean, you saw the trauma release. Yeah. How did it uh, look? It, it looked a little oh, muddy. On, right? It looked like a trauma movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, on trauma. On granted, see. they didn't produce it themselves, but right. it, I mean, it it had that same budget. Oh, I mean, on Prime, it is it the the combat shot version or the American Nightmares version? It is combat. I mean, it's under combat shock. I'm oh, not okay. sure if it was unrated or not. Huh. Okay. Um, it. I mean, it was violent, but yeah. uh, I didn't see anything like holy shit, shocking. You didn't see anything until shocking the end, in this mo- okay, until the end, end, but Okay, I don't know. And I was wondering where... The uncut version runs 96 minutes. Yeah. And then the cut version runs like 92, I think. Yeah, um, well, you said it was according cut According to what we minutes? just read, cut minutes. by eight minutes. Eight minutes. Hmm. Get your math right, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how long hey, this one I'm hey, hey, is. Hey, hey, king of piracy here? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Not the king of time. Okay. So when the music isn't uh, kind of annoying you, uh, this baby will. <laughs> the eraser head baby. Ah! Oh, my God. Wow, it does ah! sound like that. Holy shit, now they have the director's cut on Prime. Ah! Oh, really? I just watched it last week. This wasn't on here. I guess you have to watch <laughs> it again, oh, Mike. Oh, yeah, watch it again, Mike. Yep. We'll pause the podcast and come back. back. I've got to see what I was missing. <laughs> we'll uh, be back. Yeah, and, you know, they don't have both cuts on this. No. And I would assume this director's cut is probably that print. Yeah. Yes. And since it just came out, it's... This, even though it says Combat Shock, it... Fuck, I didn't even look. Jesus, he is really upset about (laughs) that. I really wish I could have watched this again. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll go watch it. We'll do the show without it. All right, guys, just pause pause (laughs) it. We'll come back. (laughs) Um, Like on the back, it says American Nightmares director's cut. uh, New 4K scan from 35mm inner negative with 2K inserts from the (laughs) director's personal 16mm answer print. Which, when you buy the... Well, when you bought this, because now it's out of stock, you got the Blu-ray with a slipcase and a book, which is designed by Earl Kess... Who's somebody I like? 
and have met. Um, and then you also get a little strip of 16 millimeter oh. mm-hmm. film, which I hope wasn't just from his print, but oh. I don't know. Anyway, it, it was a pretty decent package for 40 bucks, in my opinion. I, I, I mean, the money's there. Um, however, if you're not a huge fan of this film or like even just a fan of this movie, you might not want to spend it, but doesn't matter. Especially not when you, you can't can buy it now. Watch it on Prime. Watch it, watch it on Prime. So the baby's the director's vo- cut, though. Right. The baby's voice is Buddy sped up and played backwards. That's ah! what it says. <laughs> it's that, only yeah. backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it gets really, really old really fast. And it's like it these, can, yeah. these scenes, it, it, nothing else is going on in the scenes. It's like the wife is washing dishes and the baby's wailing. And I don't know if it... I, well, I, I think if it's that's just bad filmmaking, or if it's just supposed to, it's supposed to be grading. <laughs> I, so here's my take on it, right? I mean, but if that's if that's the point, if it's supposed to be grading, I get it, right? I yeah, got, I got it after like the first scene, man. <laughs> I get you, I get you, I get you. I, I'm kind of interested to hear what I was thinking nine years ago when I reviewed this, um, because I remember really liking this, and I still like it. Don't get me wrong, but um, I get where you're coming from, too, because, you know, a lot of it, this could have been a really brutal kind of short film, Yeah, I think. It's very ham-fisted. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it's it's just, it's very low budget. Oh, yeah. And it's Vietnam not, is like the New Jersey well Shores. Acted. So, well, I the think- wife character is one of the worst actresses. Yeah, she's pretty bad. <laughs> she's awful. I think the low budget adds to its grittiness. It does. Oh, it, it does. does. It does. But it and and there's this scene in the middle of it that is Taxi Driver. Oh, there's definitely a lot of There's a, there's what well, there's a scene that is like, "Hey, I met a little girl. She's a prostitute. Hey, I met the <laughs> pimp." It's it is Taxi Driver condensed into like 5 minutes and he doesn't kill them. Yeah. No. So, but, but I mean, but so, why introduce that in the middle? So here's of it? the uh, here's an inst- interesting analogy. Interesting. Um, so I feel like Combat Shock is almost in the same vein of Street Trash. However, there's a caveat to it. Street Trash is fun. <laughs> street Trash is fun. fun. If if you were to say They're playing a like, game of pass the dick. Right. If so, if you were to say somebody made street trash because of their environment, but made caricatures of it, like of all the characters involved, yeah. that seems like Combat Shock would be a block down, right? Yeah. And that they see all this depravity, grittiness, people suffering, trying to get work. Nobody cares about them. Okay, I'm going to make something fun out of that. And that's street trash. This is not fun whatsoever. No. And, I mean, that scene that you're talking about, that that's kind of like, at first it's played, what the hell are they arguing about? What are they going back? And then the little girl pops off, oh, you want a date? I'm like, whoa, God. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that scene, honestly, uh, until I watched it this morning. All I could picture was Frankenhooker saying, want a yeah. date? Want a date? Yeah. <laughs> Not um, far off. <laughs> <laughs> what she would later become. Yeah. Uh, it's a prequel. <laughs> it's a prequel. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, this is a story about um, Ricky G. I'm just going to call him 
Ricky, Ricky Gervais. No. Ricky Gervais comes back from Vietnam. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh. This is already a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Combat Shock uh, stars Ricky G as Frankie, and Frankie is a Vietnam vet who has severe PTSD, but something else happened to him. You're not privy to it until towards the end of the film. Right. Um, but you can tell he is traumatized, and like the beginning is pretty rough to kind of get through to be honest and rough meaning like it's it's one of those things where it's grating explaining through monologue the emotions that this character is feeling and you know it feels very amateurish it's just it's just poor filmmaking but that's fine that's fine but you know what i will say is there are a few shots in that opening that are pretty well done and the fact that you know it's not shot in vietnam no he filmed it in staten island yeah he used the location pretty well yeah um and in the interview they say oh yeah we filmed without permits right of course of course he did yeah so So, they, they got up in a helicopter is there a helicopter? No. There's no what are you talking about? <laughs> I watched another movie of Vietnam recently. Sorry, that's, that's getting okay. into my head. Did you watch Platoon? <laughs> Platoon. <laughs> no, it wasn't Platoon. All right, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. It, Redux. It was McBain. <laughs> Guys, it was McBain. I talked about it earlier. <laughs> McBain Combat Check. Coming we soon. We are way off <laughs> Anyway. So, um, well, I'm trying to rein this in. Anyway, it uh, comes back and... Um, you know, Frankie wakes up and we get the baby. <laughs> and uh, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with that baby? And then the wife is saying, why don't you get up and get a job and all this other stuff. And then the toilet breaks and like everything is in the dumps for these people. He tries to tie his shoes and, and the, the shoe lace breaks, breaks off. off. Like everything oh. that this guy is doing is just turning the shit. Right, all because of Agent Orange. Oh well, or <laughs> something else. I, I don't know. And that's no, that's the thing that doesn't get explained, which is fine, I guess. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be. But with all the exposition in the movie, it feels like you, it should have been. You feel like they should have said something. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh. So basically, it's a day in the life of this guy and where he lives, which is a dump. A dump. It's Staten Island. And they make reference to it, but I don't remember Staten Island being this fucking gritty. Then again, I never lived there. No. But it's pretty... Um, I'm sure there's a Starbucks and There is no now. hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, but there is no hope in this movie. I mean, that's the thing. Every character, the only successful character of this is a dude that beats up other people and lends people money. Which is a bad business, but he lends people money, and then like those people can't pay it back, so he decides. That's and well, that's the other thing. It, that doesn't end successfully for well, him. Well, right, it doesn't end successfully for him. But the no, the, but it's not a good business model. The, let's be right, honest. exactly. Actually, like the most successful. If person. I had thousands of dollars, I wouldn't lend it to people that I know that aren't going to pay me back, just so I can like, just so I can beat them up, no. beat them up, and like put the wife on the corner back on the corner because she was a prostitute yeah why not be a boxer you can make money doing that or the You're most not losing your money or the most like kind of cringing horrific thing that he says is like oh your baby can go on the black market we'll get the money somehow i'm like oh jesus i don't think you want my baby man well and that that's why the one guy's like you yeah, freak show 
It's like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, essentially this guy, I, he's wandering the streets of Staten Island or, you know, like a bizarro fucking crummy Staten Island, I guess you want to call it. Running into old platoon mates. Yeah, and, and like, you know, other junkies, basically. Um, because that, that's Not that the he's not a junkie. Yeah, and that's the odd thing is, like, he yeah. is not a junkie, but he got tied in with people. Um, you know, there there's one guy, Mike, not related to you. No. Um, no relation. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, Mike was going to rob somebody at the subway stop and, like... <laughs> Runs into him. Oh, sorry, I didn't know it was you. Yeah. You know, I guess I won't blow your head off or rob you, because you ain't got shit. But um, he's asking for money, and like the money that Mike is trying to get is just for drugs, from what I can tell. Yeah, he's not in the dire straits situation like Frankie is, where Frankie got it. So here's how Frankie's day started. He woke up after a shit dream from Vietnam of him killing somebody. Uh, then his wife says, you need to do something. Uh, you know, I can't live like this anymore. Oh, hey, guess what? The toilet's broken. Oh, your mutant baby is crying. (laughs) Your mutant baby is crying. We need food. food. Yeah, we're hungry. You know, he's just like, okay, well, let me go out and walk for a while. And and she's pregnant. She's also pregnant. Yeah, three months to go. Well, he walks to the unemployment office. Right. And then there's, like, I mean, there's just a couple of things that, you know, obviously don't make sense. Like, the girl that wa- rides in on the motorcycle. Like, yeah, nope. I, I don't know. I didn't get that. Nope. Well, um, there was one successful person in this movie, and that was her. Yeah. yeah. She has a bike. She's fine. She, she, she's okay. <laughs> she's doing all right. The she's guy. the way out. She's trying to be the way out. Yeah. Jeez. It's symbolic. That's yes, right there, of course. Guys. God. Josh, this is why we have you on the show. Mm-hmm. Cane of piracy and also cane of analogies. <laughs> You're getting or, all sorts of titles uh, today, buddy. Symbolism. <laughs> Where's my paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, um, you know, it, it's you get the funky track that comes in, which, again, will be our killer track, so <sighs> we'll make more content. Oh, I can't wait. But uh, the... <laughs> You know, you have like 15 people waiting in line and they're taking four people at a time. And by the time he gets in, they're like, I got nothing for you. (laughs) Oh, okay, great. So this whole, I I guess he was hoping to be successful this whole day. (laughs) If the labor thing, like getting a job didn't work out, which you don't get paid that day. And he's told he's going to be evicted by 6 p.m. So that's not going to really help the situation. No. Um, Unemployment office guy he has a dawn of the dead poster on the oh, wall oh yeah yeah and it's yeah, like man what a cool job yeah <laughs> <laughs> josh are you an empl- do you work in an unemployment office <laughs> no i'm considering so i can hang up my posters <laughs> man what a cool job what a cool you guys think that's a cool job? job i think that's a cool job guys <laughs> anyway so uh, tell me some good news. Well, I have this dawn of the dead poster yeah, on the you wall. You see this right here? <laughs> Prize possession. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this could be you one day. Yeah. What the poster? I don't understand. Have you ever seen Night Riders? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm hanging that one next. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, like that the labor thing doesn't work out, so he ends up like going to his dad, who his dad and him have a strained relationship, which is kind of the least. Yeah, yeah it's kind of told through flashbacks and also a voice in his head where his dad's voice is saying, you know, don't marry her. Like, she just wants your money, which 
He doesn't have any. He doesn't have any. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why she's married into this, to right. be honest. <laughs> yeah, what was the incentive? I don't know. What was the incentive to have another child? <laughs> True. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's brought up, like, way later in the movie is that she, uh, she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. With another kid, and, yeah, and I was, I was like, oh, plot twist, you know, it's as if things couldn't get any shittier. I thought maybe <laughs> there's she another was baby just on big the way, still from right the previous Same. one. He's still an infant. Mm-hmm. How did it was a get, mutant baby. You never how know. did she get pregnant so fast again? <laughs> so fast. Well, they mentioned that yeah, the, you said that, cana- that very Canadian. So fast. They, so fast. They do mention that the baby is one years old. Yeah. And it can't sit up. It can't do right. anything. It can't do anything. It's a mutant baby. What do you mm-hmm. want? Because I, I did watch this with Yana, and there's a scene where- Is they, she okay? Oh, or she <laughs> she was not into this at all. She was on her phone right. the whole time. Um, she, uh, because they, they mentioned, like, well, you could feed the baby by breastfeeding it, and- uh, Oh, it's too old for that. Yeah, it's yeah, too old for that. Says. And then Yana goes, no, it isn't. <laughs> and then they mention later that other oh, babies when do you one stop breastfeeding. Does anybody know? I'm not a mom. Huh? I don't have the baby. <laughs> I'll call my mom and ask. Yeah, can you? Get, uh, let's get my mom yeah. on the line. Hey, mom. <laughs> I, sorry, she won't like that. I called her for that. <laughs> like, let me call my mom. Hey, no. Hey, mom. <laughs> hey, when did you stop? Bre- when did you stop breastfeeding me? Nine years old. Holy shit. No, <laughs> no. Serious question, mom. Anyway. All right. So, <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah. So he, the job thing doesn't work out. So he ends up calling his dad in the pay phone. And the father also gives him like shittier news. Like, guess what, son? You're dead. Like, what? I'm not dead. I'm talking to dad. It's me. It, Oh, my son yeah. died. My over son there. died. Oh, yeah. well, I guess it is you. <laughs> well, your mom died. Yeah, <laughs> and my job died. Yeah, it's not a very good. Uh, it's not a very good scene. No, 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 no. It doesn't really strike home. But essentially, his dad doesn't have any money. Don't know why. Uh, lost his company position. Um, yeah, he's pretty much written off. And then he yells for Jaime, so he's got hired help. Which would did mean anybody he catch has that? Money? Yeah. Did anybody catch that though? Like then I was like second guessing everything. Did he just say this to get rid of him? I don't know. Probably. Anyway. Uh. So yeah. That. Uh, and then, why this movie has become so notorious? I think is the last like fifteen minutes of the movie. Right. Um. Which, if you haven't seen this movie, maybe you want to just go into it on your own and skip the next few minutes. Uh, it's it's not like you don't see it coming the entire time, but yeah. Yeah. Um so spoiler section. I guess we'll just say that. Okay. Actually, it, it's kind of a happy ending cuz he found his way out. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Uh yeah. but I mean, it doesn't help matters that most of the artwork features a gun and this poor schmuck uh, As if I, I feel bad calling him a shock now. Yeah. God damn it! Um, so the the ending is yeah. yes, the ending is very shocking and unapologetic, and that is why I think it's kind of ri- rose to the top. I think of this. Some I think it's the most noteworthy part of the movie. Yes, and, uh, it's so th- the whole movie. If you <laughs> haven't been able to tell, is very bleak. Not 
uplifting whatsoever except for like well maybe my life isn't so bad <laughs> that's about it that's that that's the only uplifting part about it is a self-reflection of you yeah um, there's enough cheese in it to kind of get you through to going well this is just kind of silly and then they come to the end and you get kind of gut punched <clears throat> like well I, I saw this coming but it's still but is, still the ending still is, is effective i mean I, I i will say it on record the ending is the movie for sure um you know it paints which is a, why this like you said it would have been a great short film yeah it mm-hmm. paints a very bleak portrait of one man and you know how society has kind of forgotten about him he served the country but then like there's a little plot twist and this is where the spoilers will begin there's a little plot twist that gets kind of told because this whole time we know he was a pow um he was held captive for like a few years but then and at the beginning we see him kill um like shoot a girl but then it's told that he killed his whole unit like he went crazy and i was like whoa that doesn't make sense where'd that come from and then he's got all these marks on his arm and that's not really explained and then that's maybe the most frustrating thing about this movie is you have a good 90 minutes to explain some things and they don't really get explained now you know i i'm not expecting explanations for from every movie but it seems like that could have been a good segment to go into is like what exactly happened show me a flashback of what happened don't just tell me because you're showing me flashbacks of other things tell me what happened yeah. and that it doesn't really get explained except for a doctor in passing that's basically like oh he's gone crazy and killed his whole unit and then i think maybe some voiceovers happen where you kind of hear what happened but it didn't really make a lot. I mean, I'm kind of asking you guys. It, did it make sense to you? I try not to think about it too much. Okay, no. Because the section where you hear, like, it sounds like he's playing over the incident in his head, and you hear like, "Oh, Frankie's gone crazy" or something like yeah. that. But that that's about it, and you don't really get to get an explanation behind it or why he did it. I don't know if that happened after his captivity. I don't know if it happened before his captivity. <laughs> no. no, you have no idea. That's the thing. And and that's one of the things that kind of drives me nuts about it because, like like I said, I mean, it's a good fucking hour and ten minutes of just exposition, environment building that really isn't environment building. No, introduction it, of characters that don't really mean anything. Right, right. And, I mean, it just seems like there could have been more done with that. And I don't know if that's a budgetary constraint or not, but it seemed like he flashed back to moments that it could have been done, you know? I mean, it seemed like it was in the realm of possibility. Uh, But, yeah, so the last, like, 10, 15 minutes is him coming home. He got, well, before that, he gets beat up uh, because he tries to steal a purse from a woman who also... Stole Mike, who died by injecting, <laughs> which is a, a fucking heroin, right. into a gaping wound, which made me think of Requiem for a you, Dream. Yeah, using a clothes hanger. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a nasty you, scene. And you can barely see the clothes hanger, but but it almost seems like he's just trying to dump it in the wound. But yeah, he's like poking himself, and that's where the blood comes mm. from. 
and he's like kind of opening up the wound with the clothes hanger. You're right, a very requiem for a dream. Yeah, I don't remember that in this cut of the movie. Oh, really? So that's why I'm curious what they cut what? out, what eight minutes they cut out. But you, so okay, so you do remember the scene where Mike is like under a bridge or something, yeah, and he's yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, it's but not graphic. It's not in graphic detail, but you can. Let's just say this: the HD transfer, you can make out what's happening. I may have been looking <laughs> away too. I don't. Yeah. So anyway, he uh, injects the heroin in through <laughs> via clothes hanger and gaping wound, and then later, this lady who comes out of nowhere, uh, pretty well dressed, so she doesn't seem like a you know down out on her luck sort of gal, but she robs him and steals the gun that he had and the bullets and puts it in her purse, which later Frankie is you know, desperate to try to get some money to get his family in order and ends up robbing her and taking the purse. And then the goons, uh, what what was his name? Paco? Was it Paco? Uh, It sounds Mm. right. I'm not sure. Something like that. Yeah, I I think it was Paco. But anyway, um, the main guy who said, you need to give me my money. Yeah, Paco. No, no matter what, how how you do it, like, in any means necessary, including robbery, but then, like, chastises him for fucking robbing a lady. Paco and Labo and Morbe. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think we got those other names, but okay. They're on the IMDb, right? Yep, <laughs> okay. that's where they are. Um, so, final credits, you get those names, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um so anyway uh they steal the pur he steals the purse they chase him down and then the one dude with the chains beats him up and takes the purse and they start rummaging through the purse and the one guy mentions oh something hit me real hard he like tried to hit me with it and it felt like a ton of bricks and the guy's Paco's going through and he's like there's nothing in here wait bullets and they turn around, and Frankie's got a gun on him, and he, like, just shoots him. And, yeah, that's pretty much the end of that. So that's solved, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes home, and at this point, he's full PTSD mode. He snapped during that Like, attack. he just snapped, yeah. And there are, there are also little triggers throughout the film that I like, like the water dripping that makes a callback to something. There, there are interesting callback, like, flashback transitions that I like. There was a, a cool scene. It, it was almost like a montage, sort of, of like very quick edits, mm-hmm. and the camera kind of revolves. It's like around stop motion head. in a way. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was really. I thought that was pretty neat for there, a, a movie that that was this low budget. And what I will say is, there's some yeah. interesting visual flares. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- w- let's get into some of that stuff after we explain the ending, which is pretty brutal. And again, spoilers. But so, so he gets, snapped and he goes home, he goes home and he's like, I got the solution. And he sits down and, uh, you know, the wife's going into him and finally he shoots her. Well, we missed. Oh, something. The well, go ahead. Involving milk. Well, that's after he shoots her. I when he drinks right the milk. After? I thought that was before. No, I guess it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. It'll make sense here in a second. Mm, the spoiled so. milk, which was ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so he shoots her in the gut, and, like, she is not dying a peaceful death. Like, she's spitting up copious amounts of blood. It's pretty fucking brutal, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then finally he's like, oh, just die, and shoots her again. 
And finally she passes on. Then he turns to the baby. And, like, of course they have to show the baby again. And it's like, oh, fuck. Wait, do the voice. <laughs> so, uh, then they shoot the shoots the baby, and the baby, like no joke, kind of flies, just explodes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean that that's a tough scene to watch as well. It's just like even though it's obviously fake, it's a mutant mm-hmm. baby, right? And we've seen it, and like Mike said, it's made out of paper, it's paper mache. mache. Wait, what? But <laughs> but still, it's still like that that image and the thought of like this dude has been through so much shit in one day. Well, I mean, obviously it's built up, but he's like, well, this is the way to go. And if that wasn't enough, he walks into the kitchen alone with his wife dead, bleeding on the floor, and takes the bloody dead baby and puts it in the fucking oven. I'm like, oh, oh Jesus. Christ. Christ. I don't remember that. From oh, that's not in, in your cut. So maybe, I well, don't remember that. that. <laughs> so that happened. Yeah, that's right before he drinks. He sits down or he looks in the mini fridge, grabs the milk, which he knew was sour because that's set up at the beginning mm-hmm. and sits down and drinks it. And that's kind of important. Like he knew it was sour milk. He spit spit it out before. But at this point, he no, doesn't he care. care. He's not does not care. He's not there anymore. Yeah, everything's obli- he's oblivious to everything. And then at this point, the cops are knocking on the door, assuming because they heard the gunshots, but they could just be ready to kick him out because he was supposed to be evicted. That too. Um, and then, yeah, uh, he blows his brains out against the side of the wall. So, <laughs> Did they cut that out? In the- no, that was no, there. That, oh, was, okay. <laughs> that was definitely in there. But yeah, I think Mike's right. I, they might not include the, the oven scene. Uh, that's a that was a, you know I might have to kind of that and like the clothes hanger scene I think were the two roughest things yeah yeah so anyway that is Combat Shack also known as American Nightmares which is what the title card displays on the uh, Severn Blu-ray oh <laughs> and honestly I think that's a more fitting title even though Combat Shack isn't bad either because it is PTSD and because yeah. we got that awesome trailer <laughs> yeah the trailer is very misleading mm-hmm. <laughs> very very misleading <laughs> yep um, but they talk about it in the the interview with the the director. Oh, really? Where he he said, uh, like Lloyd Kaufman <laughs> saw that there the, it was a really good movie, but didn't know how to market it. So mm-hmm. it he he put out this really ridiculous Rambo looking poster. It was an action, <laughs> it was an action movie. Yeah. And then the director complained to Lloyd. He goes, "This has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, the, with movie. the movie or the tone of my film." And he goes. Yeah, but you know, I want to get butts in the seats, and you know, that's yeah. how I'm going to market it. So, it's Lloyd. Yep. So, what I'd like to talk about before we get into like this fucking Blu-ray package, which I think is amazing, um, is some of the technical stuff that we started talking about. I'd like to kind of circle back. So, th- I mean, it is done on a very minuscule budget. It's very amateurish at times, but I think there's some interesting stuff in here, and I don't remember. I know he directed a segment of like Theater Bazaar, but I don't think he did anything big after this one. I know he also did Life is Hot in Cracktown. Did you ever see that, Mike? Mm. Mm. That sounds familiar. It's pretty, well, it's like pretty recent. But so, okay. Um, I want to say it was like 2009. Oh, 2009. Holy shit. Nine years ago when I reviewed this movie. 
and I never reviewed Life is Hot in Cracktown, but it's good, um, and it's got some decent actors in it. Um, it's based on his book. Yeah, yeah, and it's based on his book. So, uh, you know, there is some... He, he grew up pretty rough from what I understood, like in a rough place, I guess I should say, because he does talk about movies and some of the special features like him and his brother used to go to movies. But um, the technical aspects of this movie, like, yes, it is amateurish at times. Yes, it, it's, you know, he's he's working on stuff. But there, uh, I like the visual flair of doing the flashbacks with a projector, a uh, projected image on his face. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to visualize something that's in this guy's head. Uh, I think that's more effective than the guy saying stupid fucking monotone monologue. Yeah. Which he does, you know, in the beginning as well. Like, why is he chasing me? I don't know. Yeah, his brother's not a good <laughs> He wants actor. to kill me. But um, there's also, you know, I mean, like Josh was saying in the one segment where his PTSD is kind of triggered with the... Um, the water drip. Uh, he, there's the stop, kind of stop, motion, stop a- motion animation, mm-hmm. where it just keeps going into him, and it's very flickery and jittery, and it's just very kind of M- 80s MTV. Yeah, it's very disorienting <laughs> in a way um, that I think is pretty successful in in what it's trying to make you do. And overall, the movie is very uncomfortable and kind of grueling to watch. Uh, so some of that is on a technical level, but some of it, I think, is uh, intended. So we're not going to show this at Late Night Grindhouse, are no, we? No, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, I'm sorry. This good. is not a good midnight movie. Mm-mm. I think it's a movie that people should check out for sure, but... Um, not with their girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of those movies that it's hard to recommend watching because it it's not... Like, I was talking to somebody about a Serbian film the other day. I'm like, man, it's hard to recommend that movie, but it I think it's worth a watch. I find it easy to recommend. I don't find it easy to find who to recommend it to. Right. Yeah, yeah and that's a good <laughs> um, point. I, I could I could easily recommend a Serbian film to someone. Yeah. I don't know who. <laughs> Yana. No, just kidding. Yeah. Has she not seen it? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll cover that on the podcast. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. But, you know, I Do mean. Do you own it? No, I don't. No, I'm waiting on that uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, no. Unearthed Films is putting it out. No, really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, and I don't know if I do want to own it. To be right. honest with you. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's a movie that I think uh, people that don't mind extreme cinema should definitely check out. And you know, honestly, like, it's it's extreme in points. That's it, right? Uh, not Combat Shock. I'm talking about a Serbian film again. Off topic. Oh, but. Um, I was confused. No, I know. That's why I wanted to say it. But um, this movie is good, too. I think it's worth a watch, especially if, like, maybe you're a fan of the dark and dingy, like, New York City stuff. But... Low-budget filmmaking. It's not... It's not a fun ride. I will say that. And, you know, some of that, I think, is because um, half of the movie's pretty well-directed, I think, but the other half is not... And the part that, when I say very well directed, I think there are definitely some really well directed shots, but the actors aren't great. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that that's also true. But the fact that he makes you feel so fucking shitty at the end, I think, means something. You know, I mean, it isn't just the shocking value. You feel so much despair at the end that I think it's worth a watch. Um, 
Also, I mean, I know this is out of print, but maybe they'll put out like a regular edition. I don't know. Do, I don't know right? what their deal is, but with uh, Severn Films. They usually do that, right? Um, I mean, couldn't Troma put out their own Blu-ray? Maybe. Ooh, I don't. Know I don't think they one. put out. The, they so. put it out on DVD. I know that, mm-hmm. but I don't think they put it out on Blu-ray. Um, and honestly, I thought this one would go to uh, Vinegar Syndrome because they've been putting out Troma films. I don't know. If you snooze, you'll lose because the Blu-ray quality is great. Yeah, the Blu-ray so. qu- quality is great, and there's tons of special features which I haven't gotten into. But well, it's I watched a, some of the inter- interviews. It's a two-disc set with the first disc really being the Blu-ray and the second disc being the um, soundtrack. soundtrack. Which I know Mike is a big fan of. Mm. Yeah, you'll hear in the mm. killer track. But there are mm. tons of special <laughs> features on this, including the short film, the 16mm short film, Mr. Robbie Maniac, Maniac 2, 2 promo. So that might interest some of you. Um, that was something that Buddy had made as like a proof of concept kind of thing, try to get uh, the movie made, or right. is it just yeah, a short? get some investors, I think. Was that but then the idea? Joe Spinelli... Spinelli died like after yeah. they were done uh, filming the promo so so the deal so was can, like i think bill lustig didn't care to make a sequel didn't really think a sequel should be made nor no and why, I, I agree why with would him. you no i agree with i him. don't know i liked that promo actually but the promo is pretty interesting really? mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting to watch and i think this was available on like a maniac media book in germany but i don't know what the quality of that was this one, uh, they went to the extent of a new 2K scan from the answer print of um, of the short, which is Mr. It's called Mr. Robbie Maniac 2 promo. And also on the soundtrack, I think there's some cues, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a there's one bonus track called Mr. Robbie. So it's yeah. so you get that on the CD. But there are tons. Of fucking special features. There's a commentary with um, the director and the actor and some of the special makeup effects guys, or just one of them. But there's like six or seven... No, I take that back. There's a lot of fucking special features. There's one with um, Buddy G and... Uh, is it just George but- Butterguy? <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to even yeah. attempt. George Butterguy? The guy who directed Necromantic 1 and 2 and... Whoa. Shram. <laughs> he, uh, they did a 2009 uh, Berlin Film Festival where they showed this and Buddy G was there. So it's like him and York talking, apparently. I haven't watched any of these, but there's outtakes and tests. and um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff here. Um, most I, of them are interviews. Yeah, most of them um, are interviews. And, and then, I watched like three of them. One was with the... Right. Film critic, right. I think it's Alan Jones. Alan Jones. Jones. It was okay. Yeah, uh, I didn't really learn anything new from the interviews. Right. But I think the the commentary, which I haven't listened to, probably I'd probably learn a few yeah, things. Yeah, I, I, I would be interested in hearing that. Mm-hmm. And other than you know all the special features and the horrible combat shock trailer, and the Maniac Two promo, um, he does have his other sixteen millimeter short films on here. Uh, one of which is a music video, which I'm kind of check. I'm interested to check out, but they're all, yeah, they're all 2K scans from the answer print. Um, so, except for Jonathan of the Night promo, which is a work print, but I'm interested to check all this stuff out. You have pretty much a lot of Buddy G's filmography, and you know, I remember watching this, you know, nine years ago, and I was like, man, where did this guy go? And 
funny, funnily enough, he was coming out with a new movie called Life is Hot in Cracktown, which is another kind of depressing movie, but it's... Yeah, it seems like that's his forte. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Looking good, at a filmography. It that, is good. That's all they are. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's along the lines of like fucking Requiem for a Dream again, so... Um, Shannon Sossman's in it. That's right. I was trying to remember who, who is in it. Carrie Washington's in it. It sounds familiar, Brandon Routh. I don't know if I've seen it. <laughs> wow. Um, Rizza's in it. Thomas Ian uh, Nichols. Uh, Vondi Curtis Hall. Elena Douglas. Laura Flynn Boyle. I mean, it's Desmond Harrington's also in it. It's a decent cast and movie. Um, but I don't think he really did too much after that. I mean. He did some. Oh wow, he did do some television, foreign mm. television. That's odd. <laughs> okay, interesting. So anyway, uh, I think I've kind of babbled on enough. Um, what? I mean, I know the Blu-ray is not available, but would you recommend this one, Josh? Ugh. Or um, Letterboxd, I gave it a three and a half out of five. That's still good. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I gave it two and a half. Uh, it's. It's right in the middle. I it. I mean, it's. I think so too. I think it's kind of worth seeing, but um, you, you, the you're problem fine having not seen it. Like what Mike said. I mean, but that. I mean, that is a, a recommendation. My rating, but who would I recommend it to? Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, if somebody was like, maybe if there was a discussion of, like, movies that make you feel horrible, you would maybe mention. Oh, have you ever seen the last? 10, 15 minutes of combat shock? Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have you ever seen a serious trauma movie? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen combat shock? Have you seen combat shock? Combat shock. (laughs) So anyway. All right. I think we've uh, done enough on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Josh is exhausted. Let's all go take a shower. Uh, Together? Let's all go to the lobby. Well, the pool's open in the back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keen mm-hmm. piracy. Where can people find you on the they internet? Can find me on Twitter, Joshinator one nine eight nine, or on Instagram at jlightdarkfoot. More importantly, where can the FBI find you? <laughs> at Andy's it's, house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> catch me if you can, coppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't cop. Right. I'm Hassles A J S S L E Z on all the social things. On all the social things. I'm uh, Treefy, T-R-I-E-F-Y, on all the social things, like Instagram, Letterboxd, PSN. <laughs> Mike <laughs> loves it when I say PSN. Um, PSN. Yeah. So, yeah, that is uh, Combat Shack. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> it's kind of hard to enjoy. Uh, next up, I, I forget what Dead Zones are coming up. He just did Popcorn and Faded Black. Which I missed, and I regret <sighs> it. I had things to do on that day. So I will just talk about Late Night Grindhouse. Next one is August 17th and 18th, and we're showing the, speaking of Severn Films, the 4K restoration of The Changeling um, that Severn is putting out. We, uh, I think their disc comes out on the 7th of August, so we're getting it like 10 days after. But, um, yeah, come see it on the big screen. Especially if you don't want to, you know, buy it on Blu-ray. I, I would recommend coming and seeing it on the big screen. Yeah, it's Yana's favorite horror movie, Yeah, actually. It's, and will be there. It is definitely in the top five of Haunted House movies for mm-hmm. me. So I'm super excited for that, and I'm working on September. We'll see what happens. All what right. about October? 
I don't know what the fuck we're doing in October. Actually, there was a couple of things in the Yeah, I was going to say, you know you got something in your mind. All right. Okay. So the final track is just going to be, I don't know what this thing's officially called. It's going to be the, uh, I'm going to call it the uh, depressing strut from... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the depression strut. I, honestly, it's probably uh, looking at the track list. It's uh, probably Frankie walks the walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume it's that. Oh. Uh, so anyway, uh, this is from the movie Combat Shock, also known as American Nightmares, uh, composed by uh, Ricky G. We'll call him Ricky G. Anyway, thank you guys. We'll see you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, do we have anything we got planned? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll figure something out. Yep, we sure will. All right. Bye. Thank see you. you guys. Bye.